you only need to compromise one or two values in your journey and say, oh, it'll be all right. I'll, I'll make up for it later to suddenly end up in a whole different place. Yeah. This is the Mentors for Military podcast. So what have you been up to, uh, Chris? Uh, this past weekend, I did a 25K trail race. That was great fun. Wow. Nice. One of my buddies owns a company called Run Wenatchee in the city of Wenatchee that is uh, in doing an incredible job at building community. They, uh, they have about 200 people that show up on Thursday nights for their little 5K fun run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what he does on a regular basis is these, these larger events. So it was a 25 and 50K trail running race. My 25K was about 3,500 foot of elevation gain. So it was, uh, it, was a good, it was a good little workout. I was pleased with my result. I, I ended up trail sweeping for him. So I... I started with the 10K people about a half an hour be, uh, after and then caught up to the back of the group uh, by the finish. Oh, wow. Well, that's School pretty fun. good, actually. Was that your first time doing an event like that? You know, the first time I've paid for something like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I do a lot of it on my own. So I think mm-hmm. the week before, before Memorial Day weekend, I did, I did about a 20K up and down several peaks uh, over on Friday on Memorial Day and then walked home. Uh, so it was like 7,000 feet of elevation gain and, and like 18 miles. Uh, wow. It's good for the soul, right? Yeah, it's good to, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Be in touch no, with was, nature. It was part of my Memorial Day as well. I, I did that and then we did, uh, I'm the chapter captain of Team Red, White and Blue, so we did a uh, a big Memorial Day tribute with a CrossFit work, uh, the Murph CrossFit workout. Yes. And uh, we did it at night and we put our names, we put the names of all the fallen from since 9-11 uh, in the U.S. military mm-hmm. on um, on illumination bags and they lined the one mile run route, uh, which was pretty impactful. It was yeah, I bet it was. Pretty excellent. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good. cool way. That's a very cool way to spend Memorial Day. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and in both cases, I think it is it is interesting as, and I think it kind of fits with our discussion for later here, is uh, the run this weekend and the trail running community and the CrossFit workout and the CrossFit community are all those same types of communities that that we as veterans are have an opportunity to plug into. And whether, you know, it's it's with an organization like ours here uh, in order to find community or it's or it's something through a workout or it's through an organization like Team Red, White and Blue. There's always that opportunity to to connect and make friends. Uh, I read an article over the weekend talking about uh, the difficulty of transitioning and the loneliness that people feel. And and I'm I, I think I take a more stoic approach on things and say, you know, if you're feeling lonely, go out and meet people. Like go out and do those sort of things, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's part of my message. Well, I mean, I think it's difficult for some. I mean, as you know, I mean, some people are not extroverts; they're a little bit introverted. They may not know where to go. They may be new to a community. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's the neat thing about Team Red, White, and Blue for yeah. the U.S. is that you've got, I don't know, we've got over 140,000 people. I'm not exactly sure of how many chapters, but every state has about five or six chapters. Yeah. And consequently, then it's, it's one of those things that there's no there's no entry fee, there's no, uh, there's no cost, and there's just an opportunity to plug into that. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I think what, what you're creating also, Rob, though, is that all you have to do is look for it and there, there's opportunities all over the place. And if you look for it, yeah. you find it, you can, you can, we can always, we can always find excuses of why it's so hard. Right. I think sometimes people can look for what they're familiar with as well so military type communities but if, mm -hmm. if if you flip that round and take aspects of the military um life like fitness for example um chris like you were saying you know trail running communities crossfit communities there's once you get into those communities you pick up what what you then know and you integrate well into those communities but people don't sometimes get out there and look hard enough i think and they're, they're just looking for military communities and mm -hmm. they're a little bit harder to come back. Or they're, or they're not. Sometimes, you know. Oh, not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're in uh, better in burnout. Yeah. 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 And, or just not looking to connect at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And feeling feeling bad, getting caught, but not necessarily looking for a solution. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the trick. Good to connect with a group like that, like, after the race, the whole trail running community just kind of hangs out. And we actually went the, uh, we all got shuttled into the trailhead from uh, a pub that had partnered with the, the trail running company called Run Wenatchee. So we had to go back and grab a beer and hang out. Nice. And thus, thus start building, uh, building some new friendships and, and, and connecting with that community. And I think that's, it's not only the, the goodness of being outside and getting a good workout and just kind of testing that grit meter and pushing it up a little bit higher, but it's also that chance to, to meet with other folks and, and start connecting with the community. Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, I think that's a lot of what we're trying to do as well within Mentors for Military and uh, trying to have meetups and get folks together, like-minded people and get them talking and, um, you know, sharing their experiences or maybe just hanging out for a moment and time and uh, with people that have served like them or people who think like them in terms of that maybe they're from the private sector and they're interested in learning more about the military or how both sides think. It's a common ground. And I think that's one of the things that we've talked about as well. In some cases, it's very difficult to find that common ground. It might be in CrossFit. It might be in hiking or working out. It might be something like that. But you really got to get out and be a part of the community. If you're closing yourself in, then uh, you're just not giving yourself that, that chance uh, to really mm -hmm. make the full transition and embrace that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I really think that it's it's really up to you that you have to take that step. I mean, I'm I'm when I was struggling about a year ago, a friend of mine uh, uh, handed me uh, a book called "The Obstacle Is the Way," and it's all about stoicism. And one of the big quotes in that book is Marcus Aurelius saying, uh, "It doesn't take much to have a happy life. Uh, it's all in your way of thinking." And yes. I really dig that. I think that mm -hmm. that's 
that's the start to not feeling lonely or not feeling isolated and and starting to integrate not only with fellow veterans but integrate with the community and have greater opportunities or just integrate with anybody uh, that you might have something in common with and i do agree with you that you turn that you have to change your mindset into something positive because if you don't change that then it'll just stay the same no doubt no doubt mindset is the key have you aj have you uh, are you familiar with carol dweck's book on mindset i am not actually i highly recommend it Uh, okay and it's exactly what you're just saying it's it's all about having a growth mindset and looking for possibilities Mm -hmm. and i think that i think that it's easy to say, oh, I don't fit in, or you mm-hmm. you look for possibilities. Yeah. Well, you know, there was uh, plenty of shows back in the day where they started uh, talking about this, and wherever your mind is at or wherever you're thinking or positive thoughts and those types of things is what's going to come around you as well. So if you're starting to keep uh, thinking, you know, the, the negative route and your life is not positive, well, then that's what's going to be breeding Mm -hmm. around you at the same time frame because you're bringing a lot more of that on. So if you're trying to pull yourself out, you're not helping yourself any. You've got to start changing your own mindset internally, and then you'll start seeing those positive results. Mm -hmm. No, right on. I, I I think that's the key, and I think that's why we need to have friends, and that's why we have to have mentors to keep us accountable to that moment something doesn't quite go right uh, or, or, you know, there, there's a setback in your professional or personal life and having those friends to lean on then gives you an opportunity to, to get that little shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, to get back into that, that right mindset to get that little get push. Back in that, yeah. And, and, and really think about what it takes to be committed you know, I was reading an article about a month ago about how you never leave your ranger buddy. You know, every sniper has a spotter. Before you jump, you have a jump master. But in your transition, suddenly uh, we go it alone. And, you know, our military experience teaches us that it's absolutely essential to mm-hmm. to have to have a partner, to have accountability, to have a... Uh, to have someone alongside of you, and then, and then when we start moving towards transition, we kind of do that by ourselves. And I think that that's not that's not paying tribute to what we've learned before. You know, in those types of situations, though, you typically do have that battle buddy or that person that's next to you. I think maybe what you're describing, though, is that physical connection or that connection that you'd be able to see somebody. And when we transition back, we may be going to a part of the country where. None of our friends are coming off of active duty with us. First off, they may not even be leaving active duty at the exact same time frame. They may have left before us or are going to be following behind us at some period. But we may be going to an area of the country where we don't have a whole lot of veteran friends within the area. Our friends that we were together with on active duty aren't leaving at the same time frame or didn't head back to the area that you're, you know, we're now going into. So I think that's where people automatically start assuming, well, I'm going to have to do this by myself. I'm going to have to be the lone wolf. They're not realizing that there are a lot of people, uh, or maybe, again, depending upon the country, a lot more like-minded, a lot, uh, a lot of people that 
our former veterans, maybe a different branch. Uh, maybe they're still on active duty for that matter. Maybe they're in the mm -hmm. reserve or guard. Uh, but there are people that are out there, and if you don't ask and you don't go out and seek it, then you're not going to find it. I think you, you don't have to do it alone. You have to take the action yourself to stop yourself from being alone. You know, and like Chris was talking about there, is going out and finding another community that you're familiar with. And it doesn't have to be a military community, you know, the fitness community, or whether it be technology, you know, if you come from a signals background or a communications background or an IT background. Yeah, good point. You know, we... We as veterans have to integrate back into the civilian world. Mm -hmm. You know, we shouldn't expect them to change to adopt our ways. We've got to get back into their world. So we've got to take these steps on ourselves and get out there and integrate back into, you know, the, the world we came from before we joined up, really, and, and start making friends, start making new, um, new relationships, working relationships, personal relationships, and whatever it may be and but you that starts with you as an individual and you've got to yeah. take that action if and if you don't do that the world can become a very lonely place can't it absolutely i think another factor that might play into it is just as human beings we just fear the unknown so you join the military at a very young age you do however many years that you do end up retiring and then you have to transition into something that you're not used to I think that that definitely plays a part on, into it because you don't know what to expect. And we're so used to being told what to do in a sense. And we have guidelines and stuff as to once you do that transition, you're kind of on your own. And it's it's a in, in a sense, a culture shock all over again. True. But I think that no matter what, we do have passions, you know, so mm -hmm. uh, whether it's whether it's our profession and you know we just talked about the signals and and communications and IT world or if we're just we, we're passionate about brewing beer like the thing yeah. that is <laughs> the thing that is that has blown me away in my transition and uh, you know I, I lived outside the United States for more than 10 years before before moving here to Seattle so completely airborne into here, jumped into here without a network. And it blows me away that through meetups, you can, you can find a, you can find a hiking group. You can find a cycling group. You can find a crocheting group. You can find a brew bearing group. Uh, you know, there's thousands of meetups that are put on the, the opportunity to find a community. I think that that's the big message that we as mentors push to others is, don't feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. Find a community. Seriously, find a community and and uh, and get out there and do that. And then, you know, through the wonder of this medium, you still can stay connected with your buddies. You just have to find time for it. You're talking about too a little bit about doing some soul searching. I I think within that though, because I mean, as far as passion goes, it's about trying to find the things that. Um, you're, you like to do, whether that's lifting weights, whether that's CrossFit, whether that's hiking, whether that's brewing beer, it's try to find those things first, maybe that you enjoy doing and you're passionate about, because then you're going to bring something to the table in the conversation. You're not just showing up because you want to meet friends, but you're actually coming there with a common thread of something that you can kind of build on. And I think that's going to help with the conversation as well. It's the old saying, isn't it? You, you get out what you put in. 
You know, yes. and if you just turn up just to be there, you're not going to mm. get anything out of it. If you turn up and contribute, you're going to get much more out of it. Yes. You know, that's the key in transition right there. You get out what you put in. And if you are getting out without a plan, you know, when do you go on a mission without putting together, you know, a thorough who, what, mm. when, where and why, uh, you know, and. And uh, if you're if you're going to go and do something huge, you're putting a whole strategic plan together, you know, putting all your facts. These are the things I like. These are my passions. These are my pastimes. Where can I find a place that I can do that? What kind of job do I want? Don't just say, you know, I'm used to being told what to do. So uh, I'm waiting for someone to tell me what job <laughs> I want. Yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for t- someone to connect me with some friends because I'm I'm sad and lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh or be unapologetic and have a plan and take all those things that you're taught, you know, that that those that emotional control, that feeling of un, invulnerability, uh, you know, take all that stuff and go out and crush it. Now, it pays to have some buddies, your sniper buddy next to you saying, hey, you can do this or, hey, have you checked that or, you know. Do you have the right resources in place? Now, all that makes sense. And you can still have that from your old buddies through if you're not in the same town, uh, you're not in you're not in the same continent. You can still connect. Uh, It's really up to you. And you need to take that initiative to do that. Uh, Scott, you and I talked about this uh, as well, about not everybody as much as we want to plan can actually mm-hmm. walk out the door with a plan. Um, and, and I don't think it's necessarily because they didn't want to, to make the plan or they didn't have the time to make the plan. I think that there are a lot of people that are getting out that might be, you know, 20, 22, 23 years old. And not a lot of folks that age, I know I didn't really have a plan or a strategy. I just knew what I didn't want at that time frame. Uh, I got out at that age and um, I just didn't want the military at that point. Now I came back, but I thought that's what I didn't want. And I figured whatever I was going into was going to be much better than what I was already in. But that was the wrong plan, and it didn't work out quite well because I came back in. But that was the only plan I had. And, and I had a family even at that point. It was like, okay, I just know I can do much more. And if I go out there, I just need to prove myself. That was the only plan. Sometimes it's a case of you don't know what you don't know, isn't it? You know, yeah. and if, if you've only been in the military three, four years with the service and, and you're coming out and perhaps you're coming out because you really hated the military mm-hmm. and your, your plan is just not to be in the military anymore uh, and you, you go and everything else just falls out the back end of that. Um, but then there's the opposite side of that coin then for people who've done 20 plus years you know, and everything they know is military. And sometimes those guys don't have a plan put together and they just think, well, my, my service has, has ended and mm-hmm. I, I have to leave. And the, there is no plan behind it. But, I mean, we, we've all been there with planning and the benefits of planning and everything that comes with that then. And, you know, the, the, the roadmap that set out in, you set out in front of you and to where you want to be and how you're going to get there with each stepping stone along the way. And for some of us, that comes easy. And for others, it doesn't. And I guess for me, 
and we, you know, we touched on this briefly last time we spoke. For me, the military doesn't play enough of a hand in helping you do that. And I, th- I think it's slightly different in the US to the UK. Um, and I mean, I left 14 years ago as well. So things may well have changed. But regularly when I talk to people who are coming out, there isn't a great deal of help with, you know, the basic things of what you need to put in place. I mean, some some people join the military in the UK at 16 years old, you know, and they were living with their parents. And you can do 20, 22 years service from that point onwards. So you were leaving at um, kind of 40 years old. You've never paid council tax. You know, you've never had a mortgage. You've never had lots of mm-hmm. everyday things. And, and nobody really helps you with them. And I, I think we touched on it, Robert, when I was a guest on the show in the first time and I come out of the military and I had to ask my mother, you know, well, right, where, where do I go now to sort out my council tax and get all those things sorted? Because I'd never had to do that in the military, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it goes back to that again. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And then you, you've, you've got to come up with a, a plan on the hoof then, so to speak, and figure it out as, uh, as, as you're on the ground. And, it's, it, it can be difficult, can't it? I, I think no question. I, I mean, I even think if I just left the military after playing Army for 30 years. I joined when I was 17. So I'm kind of that that other side there. And, you know, whether it's my iPhone and trying to figure out how it works, because it's my first iPhone that I've ever owned. <laughs> uh, you know, the U.S. military provided me with two Blackberries, and then the Canadians provide me one in my last job. So I was looking like I was mafia or something with three phones. But, uh, you know, the I think the key is that you need to expect that daily things are going to pop up. And, you know, and and uh, on Mondays I do yoga. I I like yoga and I hate yoga all at the same time because every single lesson I'm doing something that I'm not comfortable doing, mm-hmm. but I know that I need to stretch. Yeah, I, I know that I need to grow and I, I need to have a mindset of I need to accept the fact that I may have been in a place where I was crushing it and I thought I was a, and and I was a superstar. Right. You know, when we're a commander, we're always a superstar. So uh, I felt like I was a superstar and suddenly I'm even my workouts. I can't even do right. I, I can't get some of the. You know, one of my contract jobs, we've moved from using Slack to Trello and I can't quite figure it out. And the nonprofit that I work for uses Salesforce and Salesforce kicks my butt on a regular basis. You know, it's I'm continually having to learn. I'm 50 years old and I'm I'm trying to figure out Mm -hmm. all these things for the first time in my life. But that's life. That's life. And maybe once in a while, I just need someone to 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 give me a little shot in the arm and say, brother, you can do this. But but I think that our military training as well, though, gives us a mindset if we put it in play of, hey, I can do this. I just need to I just need to put my head down or put pull my head up and have a plan, start executing it's it's going to change. First contact's going to happen, and something's going to adjust. That's just the mm-hmm. way it is. But if you if you don't take a moment to step back and have a solid plan, then I think it's 
you, you're, you're stuck in a situation where no one can help you because you need to de decide those things for yourself. Well, we've talked about this on this podcast a lot, too, that not just a plan, but you've got to give yourself enough runway. Um, so I definitely believe that you've got to have a plan. It's certainly one of the steps. But I see all too often the individuals don't give themselves enough runway. Or I'll give you another situation where people get injured on active duty. They never thought this day would come. They never even thought about a plan. Mm -hmm. Didn't even have a runway laid out there. And then all of a sudden, bam, here's the day. They've got to come off active duty and hit the ground running. And right. um and, and well, may, maybe it and starts from the very beginning. On the both sides. Yeah, it is. It's not only takeoff, yeah. but it's landing as well. Good point. Yeah. And 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 another point, the grace to give your give yourself the grace to make mistakes. Give yourself the grace that it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. Give yourself the grace that it's going to be all right. But when do you when do you start and you, you you don't you don't parachute into north africa and immediately have a network it takes time to develop those things it takes months to develop as you're getting out of the military the think that your business is going to be crushing it in six months if you're starting your own business or suddenly you're just going to step into a ceo role because you're a retired 06 it just doesn't work that way yeah uh, yeah you know the 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 nordstrom cousins uh they invited us a number of special operators to sit at Nordstrom and kind of listen to some of their thought process. Uh, and I asked them the question, I said, you know, as an almost 50 year old, you know, what kind of job, if I was to apply here, what kind of leadership job could I get? And I was told, well, you're gonna sell shoes because that's how our system works. I mean, you can't, mm -hmm. you can't lead and understand customer service if you don't sell shoes first. And I love that because you don't, you can't be in the military. You can't start off as a major or a colonel. You have to start. You don't. You don't immediately start from the bottom. Join the military and become a star major. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, you need to learn the culture of the organization, and, and to have the grace to say, you know what, I'm really just learning how to be the person that I want to be on this side of the bridge. And to give yourself enough runway to be able to take off and to land in that space, I think that's essential. Uh, and and I think that's still part of your plan. Yeah. I think you touched on something critical, like um, Chris, and, and I want to just pick up on it. Um, rank bias. So when, when people come out of the military, they automatically assume that mm -hmm. they're going to get a job in Civvy Street at the same type of level as they were within the military, you know? Yes. And it can limit people sometimes for the jobs they want to go for, both up the ladder, if you like, and down the ladder as well. So kind of junior NCO level people might always think, I'm only going to be this type of level, you know, supervisor, um, lower management, supervisory level within a team. And then you get the, the higher end, um, senior officers, you think, you know, I, I want to be going straight into a director level job. And it, Civic Street doesn't work like that, you know. And when when you come out of the military, a lot of the times civilian employers won't understand what you're talking about when you say I was, um, you know, uh, an, an 06 or um, a lieutenant colonel or uh, a company sergeant major, you know, and it doesn't mean anything to them. And 
a lot of the time, in all honesty, they don't really care. You know, you're going for a job. What have you got skill-wise that's going to make you better than the person that came in before you and the person coming in after you? Yeah, what value are you going to add that company? Absolutely, Mm -hmm. mate. Absolutely. And it's important for people to apply for jobs they want, they think they can do, and they've got relevant skills that sit into that job description, that job advert. And if you can pick out the keywords, the key skills, and you've got a demonstrable experience or a time where you can fit into that keyword, apply for it. It doesn't matter whether you was a lance corporal or a private and you're applying for a middle management role. If, if you don't go for it, you're never going to get it. You know, so what's the worst that's going to happen? They can turn around and tell you no off the, no. the application. They can bring you in for an interview when you lose an hour's worth of your time. If you don't apply for it, you're never going to get it. You know, I think that's that's the neat thing about being a mentor is to encourage people to do exactly that uh, and to to help help, uh, you know, the guys and girls that are getting out to say, you know, you're only limited by what you by can you. imagine that you by can yourself. Do. Yep. Absolutely. You're only limited by that. And and you're you're not even it's not even a limitation of corporate America or you know, corporate UK or corporate, uh, you know, wherever it's, yeah, I mean, you don't even, you're not even limited to where you live, I guess. So uh, you're just limited by your own imagination. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you apply the, the know-how, the grit, the commitment, the passion to whatever you're doing, I'm betting that if you were successful in the military, you're going to be successful in the corporate world. Yeah. Yeah, you got it in you, and you know. And I, th- I think the important thing, is, uh, another point, is, is to be yourself. And a lot of time, people can try and be somebody else, else because they think that fits in with the job or the role or the crowd or, or whatever they want to get into. And if you're trying to be somebody else, it's it's only a matter of time before you get found out, isn't it? You know, and you need mm-hmm. to be yourself, be you. And if it doesn't work out or they don't like you. So be it. Move on. You yeah, know, yeah. That is that is the place for you. And you learn and just, from it too. Absolutely. Being unapologetic about who you are. Uh, you know, I I named my my company uh, Azmuth Consulting Group because the first time I said the word Azmuth, someone said, "Well, what does that mean?" Uh, and, and I said, well, an azimuth is a direction on a compass, uh, and it kind of chuckled at me and said, well, that's a military world. And I said, no, 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 it's not. It's in Webster's dictionary. Uh, <laughs> but I like the whole idea of, you know, my commander's coming into my office and saying, Hey, sir, uh, I need an azimuth check on this. I just, I want some vision. Right. And, and to be unapologetic and say, you know what? I'm going to name my company Azimuth Consulting Group because that part of my life is something that I want part of my next life. And I think that the good things that are part of you, as we're talking about, you know, those things that really resonate as part of your character and your values and the things that make you you, don't apologize. Just go and do them. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, maybe we'll say things like azimuth or we'll say things like, hey, these are my left and right limits. Uh, and people will look at you like, 
you know, what the heck are you talking about? Oh, well, okay, left and right limits are, mm -hmm. and then I explain, you know, a shooting range, these are your left and right limits. You can't shoot outside of them. You have to work within this, in this spectrum. That's the vision that I'm giving you for this job. And they go, oh, that's cool, and drive on. But I think that in our transition, often we're told to, hey, we have to dump all that, and we have mm -hmm. to pick up this whole new vernacular. And what I think is that, yes, you have to drop the acronyms. Uh, and yes, there are some things that you just can't go about saying all the time. You know, probably answering with Roger that every time probably will be a little bit annoying. Uh, so don't be a dork, but be unapologetic about not just dumping all of it, uh, because if that's what made you your best self, that's the place you need to be in. You know, I always tell people when it's funny you mentioned azimuth, uh, but find your true north. You know, you talk about your passion or whatever. That, and, and your true north, the thing that grounds you, your anchor, whatever, however you define it, that thing that makes you more of who you are, that you know I'm headed in the right direction. Um, you know, to me, true north can be one of those things where when I start thinking about the thing that is my passion, am I, am I doing the things that's taking me back to that? And if I start assessing and wondering if I'm getting off path, um, that's my check. You know, that tells me, all right, I need to get back on track. I've, I've slipped a couple steps off to the right or left. I need to get back on my count. I need to make mm -hmm. sure I know where I'm headed. And it's kind of funny, but I've also mentioned it as people have um, stay grounded to who you are. And we talked about that a little bit as well, about having that mm -hmm. anchor and holding on to something that you know will ground you back or brings you back to your true north, however you want to define that. Yeah, I mean, you only need to stray four degrees off your azimuth in a thousand meters to show up in an entirely different spot than yeah. where you intended. Mm -hmm. You only need to compromise one or two values in your journey and say, oh, it'll be all right, I'll, I'll make up for it later to suddenly end up in a whole different place. Yeah, good points. So, so sticking with, to your point, sticking with who you are and where your true north is and what your best self is uh, and, and being that person and sticking with it. And I, I argue again that that's all part of your plan. That's writing down what your values are, who you want to be, all that kind of stuff. You, you have time in that transition space to put all those things down. And if you need more time, you just need more runway. Uh, every aircraft has a different runway space and, uh, you know, we just, it's, it's in a manual somewhere as of how much space you need. So, uh, you just have to figure it out yourself. Scott and I just talked with uh, yeah. Ryan Hawk, uh, and he, he does a lot on leadership and Ryan was talking about journaling his leadership about those people who are positive or negative and what they learn from those individuals mm -hmm. when those experience happen. And I think what you're describing too, is part of that self-awareness is, um, having maybe a journal to understand more about yourself because it causes you to think as you're writing about what type of person you truly are, what it is that you hold uh, your values to and, you know, those types of things um, that you can constantly go back and read and, and look and, and again, get that self-reflection and know whether or I not think you're it's headed to North. Yeah. I think it's essential. I think it, I think, I think it's essential to have all of that published so you can look back on it. You don't, if you're doing a military operation, you're, you're keeping a sit rep. Uh, if you're doing a military operation, you have a plan. If you're 
now on this side of the bridge, I mean, my wife and I sat down uh, about 12 months out before uh, we retired and we started on a whiteboard and we created a whole strategic plans complete with lines of operations, complete with ellipses that we drew on the map on places that we wanted to live. And once we had that, we started doing some analysis on where the best schools were and where the property values were such that we could actually afford to live there uh, and where opportunities would be for the things that we wanted to do. And now um, I do use that journal as my sit rep. It's, I don't spend a lot of time on it. I try to keep it under 10 minutes and just write some things that are at the top of my head that ends up being often a list of things that are urgent important or urgent not important that I need to make more important. But the bottom line is, is that it it's all process that's not new. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not surprising. It's all who we were. So we just can't give up on that and think that life on this side of the bridge is going to be so different that we shouldn't continue on that same, that same azimuth. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Chris, and joining us to talk about this topic, because I think it's uh, something that's real important to our community, whether you're still on active duty, you're looking at transitioning, or you've already made the transition. It's really about that aspect of knowing who you are, you know, what it's all about, what your plan is going to be, and always having a plan, journaling whatever it is that you're thinking at the moment and uh, reflecting on that and taking the time, I think is what you're describing too, uh, to do some self-reflection about who you are, what you want to be, where you want to go, because you're constantly refining that plan as you go along. It's not a one and done. It's a living document. Yeah, right on. If that's a message that uh, this opportunity can give me a chance to shout out, that's that's a darn good message. No, that's a great message. Thank you for uh, joining on. And so how can people find out a little bit more about you? So I know that you're out on uh, some of the social media and you're doing some things with various businesses and such, uh, whether it's speaking or um, you're doing some coaching and stuff like that. So how can people learn more about that? My virtual resume is, is on LinkedIn. Uh, at Christopher Schmidt in Seattle is is where my kind of my virtual resume on Facebook Azimuth Consulting Group has a page. Most of my consulting work I, I do by referral. So I've actually taken down my webpage because I was taking, I was spending a lot of time answering people's questions that weren't really interested in hiring me. Uh, I found that through referral, people are way more serious at that point. Sure. And, uh, and that turned into business immediately. But um, I never... I never fail to uh, uh, make try to make a connection. Uh, I really believe that uh, accepting chaos in this first couple of years post-military is just the way that it needs to go. I mean, when we were connected, I just jumped in. I think we chatted for two hours the first yeah. time we chatted. The, the bottom line is accepting a little bit of chaos I know is part of the deal because that will give me a more opportunity. If I keep it really super tight and don't open for possibilities, then, then possibilities don't, then impossibilities don't happen. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, the easiest place to connect with me is through LinkedIn. Uh, that's, that's also the most unevasive and number two, uh, Azimuth Consulting Group, you can find it and like it on Facebook. Thanks so much, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, 
Instagram, and at Facebook by searching at Mentors, the number four M-I-L, and please subscribe to our podcast. It's free, and it ensures you're the first to hear our latest podcast show. We have several options depending upon your device, and we're at iTunes, SoundCloud, at Stitcher, and at TuneIn Radio. Hey everyone, Robert here. I love supporting veteran-owned companies, and Mentors for Military recently partnered with Skeleton Optics to offer a 10% discount to our listeners. That's right, 10%. These aren't your regular run-of-the-mill sunglasses, by the way. The frames are handcrafted in Italy with Zeiss Vision lenses. Use the code mentors for mil or mentors the number 4 mil at SkeletonOptics.com, and you'll receive your 10% discount automatically at checkout. Hurry up and get on over there to support a veteran-owned company.